The moon is a ball in the sky. One in one thousand Americans have died. We shunned revolution for regalia. We burned reparations for pride. Like the upper deck during the Titanic, denying the whole thing is happening. Slowly it starts to tilt down. I've been thinking that 100 years ago was the only time since now that people wore masks around the people they love, externally at least, around the faces they know, like mountains, survival, and seas, and celebration. Those photos one would have treated listlessly now shine painful and still, zooming in now to see what condition they're in.
So many were dying. All the masks. People had Black Lives Matter masks, peace sign masks, robber bandanas, extended turtlenecks, jet black masks, animal masks, homemade masks, regular old dust and hospital masks. Around my immediate family and the people I worked with, we let them loose. And my immediate family did the same. So the circle of exposure we encompassed expanded exponentially. Throw in the kids my kids played with and who knew where we could get it. Hospital beds across the country were filled up. The numbers that rolled in each day were staggering and they only painted a picture, could only zoom out so wide before the camera buckled. And that's what it felt like inside too. I could only contain so much of it, could only sit so still before I atrophied, could only look so long at it before my heart went cold. One had to keep moving. My job, luckily, as a worker at the Maryland Zoo, primarily looking after the elephant yards, cleaning up their dung, shoveling snow, mowing, planting and pruning, continued on, though the zoo, like the rest of public spaces in the country, was a shell of its former self. The infrastructure for, for fighting COVID-19 was a mask and keeping your distance. So society and commerce whittled in the image of this. One's body took up more space than before. People seemed to disappear. The virus itself, like us, most concerned with its own survival, mutated and found ways to travel faster. In response, we can only continue to spread out, mask up, and keep moving just beyond the point of standing still. Just enough to hear our own breath and hold the loved ones aboard and miss the ones at sea. As I was shoveling dung one sunny winter day out in the elephant yard, I poked my coworker for his reaction to the latest events at the nation's capital. Last Wednesday, on the day they were supposed to and did finally technically confirm Joe Biden's electoral vote count and victory over the incessant Donald Trump, a crowd of 40 to 50,000 Trumpsters on the whim of Trump himself and a score of Republican members of Congress who called the election fraudulent, bum-rushed, and astonishingly made their way into the nation's capital, a feat not accomplished since the British in 1812. It was no coincidence this was happening when it was happening, when all members of Congress were present. Some wore military outfits and carried zip ties, others some kind of cosplay, Davy Crockett faux rugged American backwoods bullshit. They brought a gallows. There were former military members, current members of state legislatures, off-duty cops, and a plethora of others who were responding to the cynicism of this country and Donald Trump. In the end, five died and the country was left wondering how in the hell this was even possible. No press conference has yet been offered by authorities. My co-worker, at my mere nudge, grimaced and sighed. I don't think it's above tolerance to grant these white supremacists some rhyme. I've never seen a gang member leave a gang by being told they're wrong. There hasn't been a lot of optimism lately. And when there is, it flies in the face of history. The truth is we are a nation that sells its people out for profit, built off subjugation and continuing in wildly disproportionate numbers with black and brown people and women. 
And race and sex is how they keep the deck stacked to keep us fighting. Mediocre. Afraid. The lie is that we as, an, as a nation and individuals have any power to redeem ourselves without confronting this, no matter how right the other side makes you feel. We resort to symbolism and shame, i.e. racism, sexism, cancel culture, and the cycle continues. I must admit a sprig of joy, not from seeing white people in there, for that I am ashamed, but from seeing people in the people's house as they rustled through the papers and sat in the gavel chair. For this is a house that is so paid off by corporate interests they can't even bring a bill to the floor for a vote that 70% of the country supports. Medicare for all. End during a pandemic. Nice shoes, my coworker says. And I remember the fever dream of childhood. Adjust my mask and get back to work. I am of a generation who came to believe Bill Clinton was a reasonable man and a good president. And he was. And he was. But he was no anti-fascist, and in fact his entire presidency is often seen as Reagan's biggest victory. The crime bill, for God's sake. At this point, it kind of feels the same way with Obama and Bush. I am of a generation who has grown up not really ever knowing what the Republican Party really was. They were just kind of a negative space going against everything that was right. A perfunctory opposite. A symbiotic enemy. And at the same time, the baseline didn't seem to change. Politics was a rational man's sport, or at best a compromise. Now relationships, love, they were infinite. I found more poetry there at the time. Politics was spectacle and speculation without magic. It was born. I am of a generation who heard Bernie Sanders tell us we did not need to compromise anymore, even in our apathy. If you're going to hate it, hate it. Be outraged. And if you feel you deserve it, settling for less is not only bad policy, it's bad politics. What moves is what wins. Biden ain't moving nothing. And I fear that there is more of this violence to come. <clears throat> Medicare for all. Hospital beds filled up. A patient percentage on par with our prison population in the world. Yet we can't declare an enemy. Call it capitalism. Call it religion. We steal the shade of a hollow value, substantiating those left to burn. A majority of the country supports progressive policies, not slogans. Oh, the irony of a class who commodifies our human rights, desecrates our, our divinity, and individuality through snappy credit scores, insane debt, and ruthless hegemony, blaming marketing for anything. These slogans put fear in the hearts of their donors because they slay the dragon. So they steal the language without saying the words, like patients without hospital beds.
sound counterintuitive, but rather than ostracize and condemn and you know, debate these people uh, that belong to these extremist movements, uh, we actually need to embrace them uh, on a person-to-person level. If it's a family member, a neighbor, coworker, um, you need to show love and compassion towards these people. I've never met an extremist or heard about an extremist that left their radical ideology because somebody proved them wrong or debated it. Uh, it needs to be done in a loving way, maybe a humorous way, but reacclimate them into our communities and make them have a sense of belonging, I think will go a long way. And the last thing I'll say is not a single extremist that I've ever heard about left the movement, like I said, because of debating. It's always been through an act of love or compassion shown towards these people. So that's my advice. Uh, There's a lot more things we need to be doing, but those are the highlights of it. Let me say something about that last. I'm, and you can call me all kinds of names for it, but like I'm deeply curious about the people who are at that rally. And I'm not saying we need like 15 think pieces and deep interviews with every single one of them, you know, but my disgust for white supremacy makes me want to know more, not less about them. I want to know more about what motivated them. I want to know more about what I could possibly say or do to derail them or persuade them. And I find it to be so short-sighted for folks who claim to be defenders of minorities and to care so deeply about black people and stuff to want to basically put it all back in the closet and to pretend like wanting to inform yourself about these folks who are supposed to be this big threat is somehow being soft to them or catering to them or appease or wanting to appease them in some way. No, it helps me to be able to persuade a white supremacist to not want to hurt me. <laughs> like, I don't understand how that's not so obvious. Well, going back to your original question, I would say it's not that I have a dim view of human nature. Uh-huh. I think that for a majority of people in this country, perhaps a majority, they have been so thoroughly ensconced in white supremacist, classist, militaristic ideology from for their entire lives that when they encounter a crisis such as COVID, the response has to be paranoid because it's 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 simply not commensurate with their expectations of the sort of society that they live in and that you know that also goes to their hostility to obama you know all the birth certificate crap all of that stuff but what do you mean i i like this point i just want to make sure that i understand it i'm saying that by and large people are the products of what they've been taught and 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 the the, the ruling ideology that's that's been fed to them which is what in this case which, you know, as far as I, as long as I've been alive, has been a, 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 a violent right-wing Reagan consensus, Reagan, Bush, war on terror Biden. consensus, anti-welfare, mm-hmm. anti-welfare consensus. And yes, that Biden okay. and the Democratic Party has been, and Clinton, have been complicit in fostering. They've not directly challenged that. I forget who it was who said that, you know, Clinton was, 
I now remember it was Thomas Frank who we just interviewed who said that yeah Clinton finished the Reagan Revolution. Right. He did what Reagan couldn't. He takes a Democrat. And I, so I mean I, I I think that is you know at the root of what is driving these people who who go to the Capitol and that it's taken on a particular you know character because of social media because of algorithms because of QAnon stuff and because of the instigation of Trump and the Republican Party for you know naked corrupt political reasons. Uh, I think that's basically where we're at. And the process of undoing all of that starts with putting me in charge of all the websites <laughs> and letting me ban whoever I want. And it's fine and there won't be any other problems. Also, I can deputize people to ban because sometimes I'll be asleep or doing other stuff. I would say I would be doing about 30 minutes of work a day. <laughs> I... I, I think that I think like what you're saying is, is right. I also do think that to your point, you can't both be talking about how we need a stronger Republican Party and throwing your arms around and hugging George W. Bush in pictures and putting medals of honor around the necks of all of these Republican fascists yeah. of yesteryear yeah. and talking about how we just need to get to the good old days and also holding yourself out as an anti-fascist champion of equality, um, smiter of Trump MAGA rioters, um, queen indicter in chief, like you can't ha hold both of those positions. In the mealy-mouthedness of Democrats, when it comes to condemning Trump's Republican forebears, is a real issue. Doesn't think like a streetlight just lights up the night doesn't burn like the sun just can't see it is patently separate is not political just can't be pigeonholed it's quite simple is not radical at all and the moon is a ball in the sky Concerns everyone If you ain't got a story Shows with the time I just want a good song To shunt the tide Never had a reason to lie Let the rain in Never needed to belong Like dust on the window pane I belong to the idea That we all want the same thing Is not political Just can't be pigeonholed It's quite simple Is not radical at all And the moon is a ball in the sky Concerns everyone If you ain't got a story Charged with the time There's not much left at the end of our fears Just the sound of children laughing Just an ordinary song of populism That has been turned on its head as if, broadly speaking, we cannot speak broadly. As if it is all not just above our heads.
just the same pandemic blues now, 100 years later. Just the moon as a ball in the sky concerns everyone. You ain't got a story charged with the time. 